Hello, and welcome to Conspiracy Corner with Lacey and Kara and Matt. He's back, but um, he, he may or may not speak today. I'm not sure. Hello. It's about mm-hmm. missing people, so we'll see. Um, so today we are going to continue our talk on missing people in national parks. Um, these are going to be more cold cases, uh, but I do want to mention, sorry that we're here on Saturday instead of Friday. Um, we're going to try out a new time. So we'll be here from on Saturdays at 11 instead, just to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, hopefully you can chat with us in the chat, and I'm going to jump right in. So before we talk about the cold cases, um, I do want to talk a little bit more about the NPSSAR, which is the National Park Service Search and Rescue. So this is where you can actually see the number of incidents um, that are like happening around the world and where the people are particularly located when the incident of them going missing happens. Um, So until 2020, there was actually no records kept by NPS um, if search and rescues, if search and rescue parties came up empty. If something was found, there were still no records required to be maintained, which I found really interesting. That's pretty crazy to me, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, if you kept records, then you could at least, like, see if something matches up kind of thing. Dave Politis talks a little bit about that in Missing 411. Mm -hmm. I guess they told him, um, and I don't know who exactly told him, but they they said to him that um, he that they can't have provide that information to him because it would cost millions. Interesting. Yeah. Are they like dollars? Yeah. <laughs> and like I don't know if that's just to get the information and store it. Um Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I was going to be like, well, to like or to share it. Why that wasn't that wasn't specified, but it was just that process and having that information would cost millions. I would say because they have to hire enough people to do the research and to pull up all the things. And, and but like you said, also to store it. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with that too. I thought about that, like hiring people, even if you hire, you know, two full time people to three full time people and yeah, benefits. That's a lot and, of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of evidence to find yeah. and to keep track of. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of work. Sounds like we'd be making jobs. moving on um however there are other systems that record information like this but it was never public so um there's the national law enforcement telecommunication system and that shares information securely between local state and federal law enforcement and there is um a national crime information center which um, is basically the FBI, um, that keeps track of fugitives, locating missing people, recovering stolen property, and identifying terrorists. Now, that's like, this is like missing people as a whole, not just... Correct. Okay. This is not just mysterious disappearances. This just means missing people, period. Um, However, in November of 2020, there was a petition made by Heidi Steepman um, to quote-unquote make the Department of the Interior accountable for persons missing in our national parks and forests, end quote. Um, so the petition was made to so demand... That was pretty recent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Only two years, not even two not years even ago, two, like yeah. a year and a half. Um, so this, uh, where did I, I lost my... Sorry. Phone. The petition was made to demand that the database be made public 
to show all missing people in the U.S. national parks and forces and on BLM lands. Um, this was a force, this was to force the government to be accountable for keeping track and records of missing people to inform and keep account of all missing persons and circumstances around their disappearance on public land. And I will emphasize public land yeah. because I read them put public in this article like five times. So I thought that was very interesting because I'm like, okay, so basically if anybody is reported missing but they go missing on private land, it will not be here. Which I guess like private land to me is like someone's home. Right? Private land just mean to me just means like just privately owned. Yeah, just privately owned. Like it doesn't even mean someone lives there. Okay. I don't understand why they can't keep track of both. Um, I forgot to mention that the, the <laughs> first part of this I'm actually getting from the same website Sarah uh, Sarah. Kara got it, um, which is strangeoutdoors.com. That was a rabbit hole. Yeah. And I yeah, <laughs> clearly. Um and then, so to continue on this, um, according to strangeoutdoors.com, Lake Mead, Grand Canyon, Yosemite, and Rock, Rocky Mountains are the parks that people are most likely to run into trouble. And these parks have the Wait, most visitors. Wait, which ones? Lake Mead, Grand Canyon, Yosemite, and Rocky Mountains. Okay, that's interesting. Wait until I tell you these freaking numbers. Oh my gosh. They're okay, insane. but that it, you're right. They those are really popular ones. Yes. And these are actually the parks that have the most <clears throat> visitors and um like terrain and water. Okay. Yeah. Which that could have something to do with it. I guess we'll talk about that. But mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. Okay. So, here are the numbers for SAR, which is the Search and Rescue Incidents by United States National Parks. And these numbers are as of December 13th, 2020. But then I did read like a more recent article in 2021 and the numbers hadn't changed. But I feel like that's wrong. I feel like they would have changed. Um, but number one on the list is Lake Mead National Recreation Area in Nevada. They have 563. A year? Um, or like I think this is total incidents. Okay. It didn't, it didn't really say. I'm, and I'm taking it as total Unsolved incidents. missing people. Yes. Okay, that's a lot. Um, or, no, it just says incidents. Okay. Just says incidents. So some of these people might have been found. Okay. Um, number two on the list is Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona with 290. That one's crazy to me. Yeah. Yosemite National Park is number three, which is in California, and that one has 233. Number four on the list is Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, they have 165. So at number four, they're actually in the hundreds. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah. Number five, Sequoia and Kings Canyon in California with 138. Number six is Zion National Park in Utah, which is 114. Number seven is Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is Tennessee, North Carolina. I think there's one more in there, but those are the only two I put. Um, and they have 100. Number eight is Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. They have 86. Number nine is Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, with 59. And that one actually has very mysterious disappearances. Mm -hmm. Number 10, Glacier National Park in Montana, with 58. 11, Mount Rainier National Ren Park. I think it's Rainier. Rainier yeah. National Park in Washington, 54. 
Cape Cod National Seashores, number 12 in Massachusetts with 53. Number 13 is Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho with 53 as well. Number 14 is Santa Monica Mountains National Recreation Area in California. They have 51. 15 is Glen Canyon National Recreation Area, which is Utah, Arizona, with 50. And Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico with 47. So the weird thing is I noticed that almost all of these are on the West Coast. I was going to say it's like Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know David Politis has a theory on... Why? Yeah. Um, And the fact that these are all on the West Coast, or mostly all of them are on the West Coast, have me kind of believing that. Uh, We won't go over that today, but I did want to sneak that in there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those are those are the numbers, and to me, that those numbers are really high. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't know if this is. I'm pretty sure this is just incidents total recorded. So while the numbers are high, some of these people have been found. So let's talk about some mysterious disappearances. Um, This is going to be from adventure.howstuffworks.com. So the first one I've got is Bessie and Glenn Hyde. They were about um, 22 and 29, and they disappeared in October of 1928. So this couple was honeymooning, and they were going to boat. This was on the list, yeah. Yeah, they were going to boat through the Grand Canyon. So had they been successful, Bessie would have actually been the first woman to ever complete it. And mind you, this is 1928, so that's like a really big big deal. Big deal, yeah. Um, Before their disappearance, they did come across some boaters, and they said that she looked like she wanted them to turn back around, but Glenn was kind of pushing her to complete the route. And I mean, money's involved in this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they were looking to get a paid lecture tour after completing it. I also feel like I, like if you and I were doing something like this, like mm-hmm. not like pushing, but I think if you were like, no, I'm like, I want to go or whatever. Like, I'd be like, are you sure? Like, come on, like we're so close, you know, like. So maybe it wasn't like, you're going to do this. Maybe yeah. it was just like, come on, guys, we're so close. We can win this money or this tour. Like, we can do this thing. Like, And, like, it didn't say, like, where in the route they, they were, were seen. Yeah. So for all we know, they could have still been at the beginning. Right, okay. For all we know, they could have been halfway through. Yeah, so and almost So the instance done, of what yeah. you just said could be very accurate. Right, okay. And they're on their honeymoon. So I highly doubt, in my personal opinion, I will put my personal opinion on this one, on a honeymoon, you just got married. I don't think Glenn would have been pushing her so hard. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a happy time. Like Having this fun. is our first yeah, activity exploring. as a married couple. Yeah. Like I feel like that wasn't what was happening. Right. Okay. I feel like he was like genuinely trying to have finish this, experience this route and finish and the experience. Yeah. And okay. Yes, there was a paid lecture tour after it, but at the same time, that is a good catapult. For the beginning of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And so does it say anything about if they were like really outdoorsy people? Like is this their kind of So fun it activity? was Bessie's first time, but it was not Glenn's first time. Okay. So Glenn, I would say, was the more the adventurous type. Okay. And so it was more his thing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, Bessie wasn't like a seasoned 
boater. Okay. And she didn't maybe do as many outdoor activities as he did. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So several months later, the boat was actually found, um, but it did look undisturbed. And it was full of supplies, but there was no couple. Almost like they just walked out of it. Yeah, but who would leave their supplies? Just, yeah, in the middle of the Grand Canyon. And what I don't know, because, um, mind you, the stories on theadventure.com, um, like, it just gives you, like, a synopsis. Yeah, It's not, yeah. like, the story. Because it put a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah. Right. Um, but strangely enough, there have been sightings of Bessie Hyde in the following years, which I found very strange that is interesting and going back to the topic last week i finally got your notes to open so i can <laughs> follow along now but going back to the topic we talked about last week mm-hmm. um one of the little boys i believe it was um i believe it was jared but it might have been the other the other gentleman um they had seen him too and he was like seen in the tour group and like was Could have like been a ghost. trying to get the tour guide's attention. But, mm-hmm. like, not in a help-me kind of way, just in, like, a child kind of way. Yeah. Um, just, like, because children can be really attached to adults and they bring comfort to them. So um, so that's interesting that they saw her. It, did it say where or anything? It just said that she there were sightings in the following years after their quote-unquote disappearance. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I also always think couple disappearances or like family disappearances are really interesting because it takes it takes a lot to kidnap one person, I can assume. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. We don't do it. But yeah. yeah. But like I can assume it's not an easy thing to do. Um so can you imagine taking two people or a group of people like so a in a couple and if this man is um, assuming that it's like a kidnapping theory, because obviously there are other theories, but this couple who, this guy could be well-versed to be out in the wilderness and know what he's doing and be, you know, if he's good, like, if he's like that, like the, I think about like Dave Politis and the hunters, mm-hmm. like hunters are well-seasoned and they are not, they're usually pretty strong. Like they're not weak, you know what I mean? And like, so... It just would take, I just, that t- to me means that it's like a group if it is like a, like a kidnapping. Yeah, I can see that. Or they knew them. Or they knew them. Enough to be comfortable to like or walk away Bigfoot. with them. Or it was Bigfoot. Or an alien. Or, or multiple alien. aliens, I, I guess. I vote aliens. <laughs> I always vote aliens. I always vote but aliens. But I like to, I like to hear the other options too. <laughs> they could have just up and left their life and, you know, who knows? Which is always something when you have like couples that disappear, even when just like one person disappears, it's always like a hot topic. There's um, like Mara Murray, for example, or Mar- Mara Murray, I think is how you say it. But like she, they think that she could have just walked away. And there are, you get people like who have kids and families and these like, people who just like leave husbands and wives and yeah they, they're just like maybe they just left to start over but like at the same time this is 1928 yeah that's true i guess i mean i mean people can start over in yeah. any generation yeah i mean for sure. for this one, <laughs> i think it would be easier to start over in that time because <laughs> it's not all the technology tracking track us you. yeah yeah i'll come back to my theory on this one because okay. um I'm I'm not gonna end this 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 one with traditional theories on missing people, 
going to end it with something else. Okay. I'm sure you already know. Um, okay. So, remember we were talking about uh, Dior last week? Correct, yeah. So, this disappearance actually reminds me a lot of his. Okay. Um, I don't think it was in the same place. Maybe you can tell me if it was or not. But um, his name was Alfred Beelharts. He was four years old. And he disappeared in July 1938. So Alfred is the first recorded drowning in Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. Mm -hmm. He was camping with his family over July 4th weekend and disappeared near the river. So it's said that he went to go bathe with his father and then joined their family about 500 feet away. When everyone returned to that area, Alfred was gone. Um, there were more than a hundred conservation members searching for him and nothing turned up for 45 minutes. Then the day after a couple was said to spot him at the devil's nest, which is about six miles from where the family was staying, but he was gone by the time the authorities came back. So his disappearance was said to be a drowning by the park rangers. Um, he went to bathe with his father. So I don't feel like that's true. Like how, you're not going to drown if your father's there taking care of you. And I'm not, I'm not in law enforcement, I'm not a detective, but can you, do they normally, and I don't know if I'm just asking a general question or if you guys know, but do they normally claim that someone drowns if they don't have a body? Literally on the website it said that the park rangers think it's that. Yeah, they I don't found know the body or they didn't find they the body? They haven't ever found, body was it. Not found yeah. it. Yeah, so how can you claim that he drowned? Right, because I just feel like you can't say... The same way you couldn't say that he was suffocated because he's not. you don't have his body. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. even say that. But I don't know... But the, you said this was in the 30s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it might have I mean, been... they could, probably would have just been like, well, can't find him, he probably drowned, and he yeah. washed down the river. Or, or Which, whatever, I mean, three, four-year-old, three or four. 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 Four-year-olds are quick. I mean, two, three, and four-year-olds are all quick, you know. If he didn't, if he wasn't a, if he didn't have, like, training in swimming, or if he didn't swim often, I mean, that's possible. Sometimes, too, like, this is the Rocky Mountain National Park. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what those currents are like. Um, A lot of um, places have where you can, like, what's it called? Like, river raft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, those currents are extreme. So, like, that could sweep away even, like, the strongest swimmer. So, but I don't know. I don't know what the current is like at Rocky Mountain National Park. But yeah, I mean, and a four-year-old, if he's not a strong swimmer, that it might not. I mean, this isn't, I'm not saying he didn't drown. I just think it's weird to say, oh, he drowned. And like, you've never and found a body. a body. There's no mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know because the website didn't say whether or not like searches were continued, but mm-hmm. I would imagine that they were. Um but they did search for 45 minutes, so as long as the current's not running very fast, he couldn't have gotten very far if he did drown. Yes. Yes. And likely his body would have washed up at some point, even with yeah. a strong current. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's like, a, yeah, a heavy body mm-hmm. like is going to get pushed. And I mean, eventually, like, they say all, all, all water leads to the ocean, right? So, like, eventually, like, if he's not... If he never does come up, like eventually he's going to end up in a really large body of water. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that 
I don't know. I, it's just weird for, for me for them to be like, but you're right. The time, now that you pointed out the time frame, yeah, I guess they're not. It's not the same as what they would say now or do now. And that has just changed throughout the years. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Isn't it? I was like, hmm, it's very strange to me. And But I did initially think the same thing about the park rangers. I was like, well, how are you going to save a child? Like, yeah. You don't have a body. Why would you say that? Yeah, I don't know. I also think, so July 4th weekend, um, I know that if you do anything July 4th weekend here, it is packed. Yeah. So, like, no one else was around? None of us saw this little four-year-old wandering around into the water? Mm. Nope. His father apparently didn't either. But he was with him or he wasn't with him? because He was bathing with his father. But then it says... But oh, then no. when everybody returned to the area, Alfred was missing. So was the father missing too? Yeah, so then I would think that the father had like, something why, to do with it. Why would then. the father not bring the child back with him? That's would yeah. be my question. Like, Which is very similar to the Dior case. You're right. Because... Mm-hmm. Did he have no memory of him disappearing or anything? Or? So, unfortunately, I don't have, like, the whole story. I'm looking. Hold on. Okay. Because that's weird to me that he was literally yeah. with his dad. Yeah. Do you want me to move on? Um. Yeah, I don't think you finished reading that one. We were talking through it. I did. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one I finished. Um. Okay. So, the next one. Oh, I have two. Okay. So, uh, going back to Glenn and Bessie Hyde really quick. Okay. Um, she had noted in her journal that they had cleared the 231-mile rapid. Hmm. Um, so they were... Was the journal found in the boat? Uh, yes, I believe so. Interesting. Um, she... Yeah, and he had had experience, like you said, with river running. and um, So he was not a, a novice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they did have her journal and she wrote, I guess that was the last entry. I wonder where that time frame is that she wrote that. Like if she writes when she wrote it in the journal, like I know I always um, put a date. I don't normally put a time, but this says they were last seen on November 18th, uh, mile 165. Uh, Betsy, Bessie noted in her journal that they had cleared the 231 mile rapid. It doesn't say what day or time. Um, made a compelling case that the couple were most likely swept out of the boat when their scow hit submerged rocks in the heavy rapids near M- River Mile 232. But that wouldn't make sense because why wouldn't it spill all their stuff? So Yeah, because the boat was found. Yeah, I don't know that I believe that. But I did find that. Okay, so... Um, So this one actually gets really interesting, the Alfred one. Mm-hmm. Um, did you talk about... No, because you said you read the whole thing. So um, it's weird that they determined it a, um, a, drowning, a drowning because this says a bandage found in the an abandoned cabin was tested since the child had a similar one when he vanished a ransom note for $500 equivalent to $9,193 today was sent to the parents after Alfred had been missing for 5 months however police determined it to be a hoax Alfred's father believed that he was abducted and but was still alive hmm um Alfred fell okay so 
while hiking with his parents on a trail that ran along a creek, Alfred fell behind and vanished. So he may have been bathing with his dad, and then as they were walking back, mm. he vanished. Okay, that would make more sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, after condu- conducting a search, they called in park rangers who believed he may have drowned in the creek. Um, they dammed the creek, dragged the creek for his body, but found nothing. So they did do a pretty extensive search of the water, which is interesting. Um, searchers then concentrated on a land search and bloodhounds were called in. Nothing has ever been found. The search was called off after 10 days. Um, and he's been missing for 83 years, seven months and nine days as of right now. So they have that number on there. Yeah. Isn't that (laughs) interesting? (laughs) Um, yeah. So that one's actually really interesting. So then he would, if he was four, he'd be 45. He'd be like 85. Mm -hmm. Okay. 85 or 86 years old. 87. That's crazy to think about. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to say the next one. Yeah. Okay, so Dennis Martin, he was six years old, and he disappeared in June of 1969. So they had a family tradition for the men in the family to go on a camping trip during Father's Day to Smoky Mountains. Again, a busy weekend. Right. (laughs) There was spottings for this one. Okay. Um, so Dennis and his brothers. I feel like I've heard this story, but yeah. Keep going. So I thought the same thing, and I had to go back to your notes from last week and be like, okay, she didn't talk about. But this I so think I in it. stuff that I have watched about it or read about it, I heard this or I read this story because this bush thing sounds familiar. But keep going. Okay. So Dennis and his brothers were trying to play a prank on the adults. Um, so the point was to hide in the bushes and jump out on different sides to scare them. So. When the boys jumped out, Dennis did not jump out, and he was missing. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. So he initially went into the bush to hide, and he was the only one that didn't come back out. Strange, right? Yeah. Like, what? Okay. So multiple search parties, including the family, park rangers, and other hikers, started a search for him immediately, but were unable to locate him. There was heavy rainfall that night as well. So any trace of, like, if there was an abduction would be washed away. Yeah, DNA, anything, yeah. Martin's disappearance is actually the largest National Park Service search in history. And maybe that's why I know it. Yep. They even had a seasoned tracker by the name of Park Ranger Dwight McCarter, but he couldn't find any tracks to follow. And obviously he found this strange because he is the tracker. Yeah. Um. There was one lead that searchers did not follow up on, and that was of another family in the area. The Key family supposedly heard a scream and then saw a quote-unquote bear man with something slung over its shoulder that looked like it could be a small child. Interesting. Doesn't it? I want to say... Yeah. I want to say, like, I, as a kid, like... Oh, I, as a kid, I'm, like, talking to the computer. (laughs) I, as a kid, like, didn't want to be around, like, Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Like, at Disney. See, I don't remember. Um, I just know, like, Barney came to a birthday party once, and, like, I was not a fan. (laughs) And it took me a while. And even, like, my kids, like, it it took my daughter a while to, like, warm up to, like, the friends at the park or the characters at the park. Mm-hmm. So 
I can't imagine like being like, oh, Bigfoot. He seems nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go with this guy. I'm going to go with this guy. I feel safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. and maybe it's more violent than that, but like it in my head, it doesn't sound that violent. It sounds like these kids are like, feel comfortable. Right. And it didn't, it just said that they heard a scream. Like it doesn't differentiate between like if it was a playful scream or right, if it right. was like a terrified scream. Cause I feel like personally, if I heard a terrified scream, I might go search to make sure that person's okay. Um, I will tell you, I wouldn't. I probably would. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, it's funny that you say that because I there was an incident um, in my neighborhood when I lived at my parents' house, and um, it was a a domestic dispute, but it got like really violent. Like guns mm-hmm. were involved, and Ooh, boy. the girl, the woman, was in the front yard. And she screamed, like, a bloody murder scream. Mm-hmm. And I was getting stuff out of the car, and I left everything and closed the doors and went inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then after a little while, I was like, oh, it's probably fine to go get my stuff. And there were three cop cars lined up in front of my house. And then they were like, are you the one who called? Like, no. Hindsight 2020, I probably should have been the one that called since I heard it. But you just don't know, like what you'll do in that situation. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't know, like, and you never want to, I don't know. I guess that there's that, like you're protected if you like call and you're wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, I never want to like waste anybody's time. Yeah. But like, yeah, like he was going to kill her. So like hindsight 2020, at least somebody called, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's how the bystander effect happens. So I don't want to live my life like that either. But yeah, like at least, I mean, somebody did call, but that scream, like, that is something I cannot, like, get out of my head. So, like, hearing that in the middle of the woods, I can 100% guarantee you I would pack up my things and go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you watch, watch a lot of scary movies, too. Yeah, so you're, like, you're exactly. instantly, like, See, there's a monster, I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch enough scary movies. Yeah. I feel like. And I watch a lot in woods. I'm cautious. Yeah. I'm cautious. <laughs> I'd bring a bat with me. No, that's not going to protect me. Mm-mm. I would just go home. I would call someone on my way out as soon as I got service, assuming that I didn't have service right away. But, like, I would definitely pack up and go home. Yeah. I will say, though, if I saw what, like, if they did see a bear-like man. Oh, I'm 100% packing up and going home. I would not go oh, towards yeah. the bear-like man, but I would definitely, like, I, it seems like they didn't say anything until it got brought up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I feel like <laughs> for the bystander effect yeah. to work, you need to say something. Yeah, immediately. Well, and that's how the bystander effect happens is I say like, well, I'm not going to do it. One of them will do it. And then you say, I'm mm. not going to do it. One of them will do it. Somebody and else you will do say, it. Somebody else will do yeah. it. Yeah. And so like then nothing oh. happens. It, it, I had it, the wrong thing the, in my head. No, you're just backwards. It's I'm okay. Backwards. <laughs> um, the, it, the t- term got coined a long time ago when um, – I think it was, like, in the 60s or 70s, a woman was, like, raped in broad daylight, like, mm-hmm. in front of an apartment complex. Jesus. And nobody did anything because everybody thought somebody else would do something. And, like, I don't know if she lived or not. I haven't looked a whole lot into that story, the but there was, like, an that. ID special on it. But how could you walk it. by and let that happen, though? I mean, this question. is, like, people from their balconies. Yeah, their balconies. Or, like, their windows. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I feel like you would still call, like... But then if you think someone else is going to call because you think, like, how would you not, you know? But then you're not. So how yeah. do you know the next person isn't isn't yeah, thinking exactly. the same way you are? 
Yeah. I understand it too because I know I have been in instances where uh, where I was just so in shock yeah. that I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So like I completely understand the now that I understand what it is, the bystander yeah. effect, where I, I was so in shock, I was like, oh, somebody else will do it. Right. Yeah. And you think, like, and someone like, else will do it. And I think now, too, like, the documentary I watched was on how the bystander effect is worse now with, like, cell phones and stuff. Because people are so quick to record a situation. They're not calling 911. Mm-hmm. Facts. Well, they're documenting the evidence, right? So. But they do have, you know, <laughs> but, they'll yeah. have something for court. But, but like, if I'm recording, technically, does that is that are you able to even use that in court if it's like unconsented? I think if it's like of a rape or a murder, you can probably yeah, use I it think in you can court because I don't think rape and murder are consented. So that's I, you, very fair. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. fair. I think I was thinking more like fights in like the parking lot and stuff like that. I. I don't know that they use videos for that. And I don't know that a lot of times that goes to, like, court of law. Unless you, like, kill someone. And then, again, okay. going back, I think you could use the video. You could, I <laughs> yeah. feel like you could totally. But um, I, um, but, like, if I'm recording on my phone, right, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I can record it because he's going to call. But he's not calling because he's going to record it on his phone. And now nobody's calling because everybody wants to have the video on their phone. But then it's like, what does that do for everybody? Also, are you even going to look at that video? No, they're going to post it on the internet. You're going to post it on the internet and let everybody else see it instead of getting the help for the person that you're recording. You know, and that's something like, like if you ever take a CPR class, like, you know, like the first thing that you're trained to do is you designate, hey, you call 911, you You do this, I will do this. So if I'm going to record, Kara's got a call. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I got this recording already. You go call. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's true because it, assuming you're the only one there certified to give CPR, which again, I think is protected if you try to give CPR and you're not certified, like, I don't think you can, like, if they don't make it, like, I don't think you can be charged for that. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, because, like, I mean, like, I think there was a thing where somebody, uh, like, fractured the rib or, so, or broke mm-hmm. one of the ribs because they were pressing so hard, but they got them back to life, and then they sued them because they broke the ribs. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I saved told, your life. <laughs> I took the Red Cross CPR class twice, and I was told that if you don't break a rib, you're doing it wrong. Same with the Heimlich. Interesting. Like both of those, like if you don't have a bruised or fractured rib, like yeah. you're probably not doing it hard enough. Yeah. Especially on a, especially that. on a little kid, like little kids who like when you get them out of like water and stuff, mm-hmm. like you gotta, you know, and they're like, and the guy who trained, I was trained by like a police officer, and he was like, "You're gonna break some ribs. You're gonna, at <laughs> but least, you're gonna save a life. At the very yeah. least, bruise yeah. Yeah. a rib well, because sure. you have to really put pressure in to like get the air flowing." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can be sued for breaking them, but that sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, can I, you imagine too, like living and then being like, wow, F this guy, I'm going to yeah, sue Yeah, he broke my rib, bro. <laughs> like, what? I, you paying for this rib. Yeah, I, I can't even like that thought process. Like, <laughs> Wouldn't what? your insurance pay for it though? Like, why do you have to go after the person that saved your life? Couldn't you just get your insurance to People help you? People are very uh, sue happy. Like, yeah, anything. That's why everything is written so freaking thoroughly these days. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't. I slipped and fell recently in a restaurant. I won't say the name of the restaurant, but I um, slipped and fell. But there was a wet floor sign. 
But it was still, like, really slippery. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, like, I mean, I didn't call anybody, whatever, I'm fine. But, um, but like, imagine if somebody had come in and been like, whoa, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. But <laughs> there was a wet floor sign, so I don't know how much protection a wet floor sign gives. Like, if I break my jaw, as long as like it's if I out. hit the floor. Right. Like, just, would like, I still, would they be like, well, there was a wet floor sign. I had the caution tape out for you, so <laughs> like, it's kind of your you fault that you didn't see. see. <laughs> no, I saw it, but it was in front of the only two bathrooms in the restaurant. Uh, and so it was like, just so wet. It was very wet, yeah. and it was like kind of like y'all's floor, like very like glossy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like that wet. Oh yeah. And I was Bad wearing combo. like shoes, yeah. So, and not like grippy, you know, sneaker shoes. So, right. um, or yeah. like no slip shoes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a good example because I I do know that I feel like I've read stories before where people are at restaurants and one thing goes wrong and they're like I'm gonna sue you. Oh yeah, like, restaurants, grocery stores, God, everything. They're just trying to live their lives, y'all. Yeah, Can we relax. Anyway, okay, so strange bear like man. That's strange. I know. We went off on a tangent. I'm so we sorry. did. We're That's back. totally We're fine. really <laughs> So the next one is a little bit more recent. Um, there is another one that we could discuss maybe in the future, but it's it's a little too close to home at the moment. Um, so we're going to skip over that one. It is Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll cover that one maybe when Eventually. more information yeah. comes out and stuff like that. But... That one was very strange. Um, this one is in this the same is vicinity. Recent, too. Um, it is recent. I actually haven't heard of this story though, Mm-mm. so I don't feel like it was as broadcasted. Which is weird because in the search for Gabby Petito, there were a lot of people found. Yes, um, so there was the couple from uh, that were in was it Arizona? The two women. Um, and then there was a, a gentleman who was found, um, and they were all deceased. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Actually, mm-hmm. I I do want to find the couple because I want to talk about them really quick. But okay. go ahead, tell this story. I'll talk about this one really quick. So his name was Sion McLaughlin. He was 27 years old, and he disappeared in June 2021. Um, Cyan was a Dublin native visiting Grand Teton National Park when he turned up missing. His last known sighting was towards the direction of Taggart Lake. This happens to be on an eight-mile trail that was quite difficult in nature. He was reported missing when he didn't show up for work, I'm guessing the next day. Um, Cyan's car was found nearby, and that actually kick-started the search in the first place. Um, And they did search for two weeks. The search did not reveal any information on his whereabouts. His family and the U.S. National Park Service actually made posters with photos and details, and there is a hashtag of Find Scion if you have any information. Um, his uncle described his this trail as being one of Scion's favorite, so obviously he, he found it, it kind of odd that he would, like, disappear going to this trail. Like, if... Like, if, if you went hiking mm-hmm. to one of your hiking spots, I would be like, oh, he's going to be fine. He knows it. Yeah. And if you if went I missing, I times. would flip out. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Um, 
Another hiker <laughs> reported seeing him without his backpack. So it looked like he was just going for a walk. Um, and then he just disappeared. So this kind of goes along with what you wanted to talk about the other week about how there's like experienced hikers and um, yeah, like these are not all like novices. And, it's not yeah. just families camping. Like these are like people with experience. Yeah, yeah. And he just he went missing. It's just crazy. I find that very strange, and I mean I'm sure his uncle did too. But like I said, this one is still a little recent. It is also in Grand Teton where Gabby Petito was said to go missing. Um, yeah. And Gabby Petito was found deceased, and there is a link yeah. to her, um, at her boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. um, who has also been found deceased. But, yeah, that's just really close to home for us, so we won't be talking about that anytime soon. Yeah. So, like I said, if you have any information on Scion, there is a hashtag find Scion. Um, really quick, there was, so the couple that was found, um, so they were still in Utah. Moab, Utah is where the couple was found. Uh, West Coast. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so they were found, um, around the same time that Gabby Petito searches were happening. Um, it was 38-year-old Crystal Turner and 24-year-old Kylan Schulte. Um, they were, um, they were newlyweds and they, um, they went on this like camping trip. I, now this one I think is interesting. So I believe they were found to be shot. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, determined the cause of death is gunshot wounds. They had been like texting with family and friends the night prior, saying that there was like a weirdo camping near them, and then like they oh. were well, so allegedly killed the next day or that night. Yeah, like they were like really creeped out by this guy, which again leads me to like. I would have packed up and like, oh, yeah. and like not that they're wrong for staying. Like they were enjoying themselves and they don't yeah. need no, to go home. Fault. It's yeah, not their no. fault. Absolutely. But not. yeah, I just I get uncomfortable really easily and I leave yeah. situations. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. if your gut's telling you this guy's weird, and yeah, you know, but for again, a there was also two of them and one of him. There were other campers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's not like I know why they didn't. I know why they probably didn't. And I'm not trying to like blame them for staying or whatever. They were enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it said that. Um, four days, so they went missing four days before they were found dead, um, and they were found dead by a family friend on, like, a search. Hmm. Uh, yeah, were found by a family friend in the South Mesa area of Lhasa Loop Road, where they had been camping. So, yeah, so, like, there's just, like, weird stuff out there, and people. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I don't know. But just, I, I wanted to touch on that because they actually said that somebody creeped them out. And like a lot of the times in these stories, we don't have other Any kind of characters at play. Yeah. yeah, minus Bigfoot and aliens. <laughs> right. But we don't have like other characters at play. So like it's interesting that they were like, we're not comfortable being here. Like this guy's weird. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with that. Final thoughts on disappearances. I, the more we like, even just now, when I was trying to find those two girls' names, mm-hmm. like, other stories were popping. Like, there are so many stories. I'm surprised more people are not talking about this. And then one guy Granted, does... the information has just been made public. That's so true. So I feel like people might still be, but like, like, catching up. Yeah. But, like, okay, so this says... So, like, I just put, like... I thought they were in New Mexico. Or, not New Mexico. I thought they were in another state. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this says Kingman family found, they were found safe, 
go after going missing for nearly a month. Um, couple found where, dead in camper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Camp couple found dead in camper near Santa Rosa. We're going to Colorado. Family that vanished while on camping trip found weeks later. That was the first one I just talked about. New Hampshire couple found buried on Texas beach near campsite. Like every time you look up a story, a new story is there. Yeah. And nobody's talking about this. And these are news reports because people reported the missing. Mm -hmm. And this is 2010, 2019, 2021. Like people are talking about it because they are missing their loved ones. Mm. So like even if there wasn't this report in this public like to give us these real numbers that like makes it a lot worse, Mm -hmm. people were talking about it. Like, people, it was being reported once or twice and then, you know, not talked about again. But it's just, like, why aren't more people putting this, to, like, the pieces together? Mm. Why? And then, like, just David. Dave Politis puts it together and then they're like, oh, this whack job. He believes in Bigfoot and aliens and all this stuff. So he can't possibly be, like, um, like, a, like credited, like, yeah. or credible. Putting something legit together. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. He, he's but he just is. crazy. <laughs> but, like, just because his he, theories are not... He's exploring all options. Doesn't mean they're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, we don't know all the stuff that's out there, clearly, if all these people are going missing. Um, If I saw a bear-like man, I would also think it's Bigfoot. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. Like, and the more we just, like, the more stories and the more we uncover. Now, I do want to go back really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. Dennis Martin. Mm -hmm. So, if I remember correctly... Did he have a brother? He did, right? Does it say? Yes. So they were on a man trip. So it was Dennis and his brothers. I don't know how many brothers, but it does say and his brothers. I feel like during one of the searches, one of his brothers also went missing and then came back. Is that the fuzzy man? That's, I think so. Okay. And maybe that's why we know the story. I think you're right. I think you might be right. Uh, Wait. I'm trying to find... Yes, you are right. I, I'm more than certain you're right because I do have a note done here about Fuzzy Man. Oh, I keep I'll do it and wait. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was telling our listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, actually, now you've full-circled that for me. So, yes. Okay, let me get into the theories. So, obviously, the theories are similar to what we said um, in our last episode. Mountain lions, abductions, um, which abductions could also include maybe groups and organizations. Um, Extensive searches were made, but, like, not a lot of things were found. Um, And kids getting lost. Maybe they just got lost and they wandered because they were very young. And young children are fast and they like to explore. And sometimes they don't understand to not go too far from, you know, the adult eye. Yeah. Um, however, today I'm going to give you the more supernatural theories. So kind of along what David Politis is going on. Um, so I'm going to, some of these are structured based on like exactly which national park it could be. Um, so I will mention that as well. So mm-hmm. Lake Mead, it is number one. Um, on the list for the most incidents. Um, I didn't go into it because most of the incidents are drowning related. Um, However, 
there is said to be a mystery creature in the water. In the water? In the water. Mm. Yes. I don't know what it could be. Water demon. Um, A water demon. Um, I do love the show Charmed. And I I go straight to that episode that Prue is very upset about the water. So that is literally a mystery creature in my mind. Um, It may not be the same. I'm not sure. Um, so number two is Wendigo. Wait, wait go back. Wait, okay. Wait. Would the back. creature be, I just keep going back to kids, right? Like this mm-hmm. has to be something welcoming to them because if I get to the water and there's some creepy thing in it, I'm not going there. No. So my, what I'm envisioning is that the creature takes oh, the okay. child. I was thinking more siren-like. Not siren-like. Like, like a trance. Okay. No. Never mind. Um, Although it doesn't really, I, I didn't do a lot of research on Link Me because I honestly think we could probably do a whole episode probably. by itself yeah. since it's number one on the list. Um, it just said mystery creature okay. for face value. Um, number two is Wendigo. Um, so for those of you that don't know what a Wendigo is, it is an evil spirit and it likes to lurk in woods and forests. Mm-hmm. So that could also be a thing. Um, Yosetomy is said to be Bigfoot or Sasquatch, which would explain bear-like man. Um, the Great Smoky Mountains is Fuzzy Man. Um, which, do we think there's any link between, like, Fuzzy Man and Bigfoot? So I did look that up, and I did not find a link. Okay. At least, quick search, didn't find a link. Right, okay. Just because, like, fuzzy can mean a lot of different things. Mm. So the way that I'm taking Fuzzy Man is, like, it, it almost seems like an invisible man, but also at the same time, it can come, like, back into, f- like, like, like standing out of focus. Yeah. Yes, static. Um, whereas Bigfoot is, like, literally a big fuzzy man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, they are different, and they're also located in different places. So I think, um, I think the fuzzy man could also be a part of, like, a group or organization as well. Um, but that's just my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also go into like glitches in the matrix. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of that to do with the national parks, but there could be, um, the Bessie and Glenn Hyde one, I really feel like is a time warp. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and, or a parallel universe. So somehow they got into like a different timeline of some sort that that's what I think. And I said I was going to go back to my theory for that. Mm-hmm. That is my theory. Um, there is also skinwalkers, which are terrifying, um, and aliens. And which, that is your hint for the rest of the month. We will be talking yeah, about Yeah, and these. aliens and the time warp thing could kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to end the show on supernatural theories because I think it'll make people think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think, uh, my final thought is I don't feel like all of these are supernatural related. Um, I do think some of them are more like tangible theories like abductions. um, Yeah. Kids possibly just getting lost. um, And succumbing to like the. And succumbing to the elements. I just think too like where are all these bodies? And that's where the supernatural thing comes in. Yeah. Because like I'm with you like. As much as I always jump to aliens, I also, (laughs) I can look at things very realistically and think, like, um, you know, it's possible, like, kids are fast, and kids 
don't care about safety. They just care about exploring and fun. And, you know, they're not always looking to see if their parent is still there or, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it only takes a second to, for a parent to turn around or tie their shoe or take a sip of a water bottle and then the kid's gone. Mm -hmm. So, but then like, why are we not finding bodies? Yeah. And we did have some for some of the other kids, but that was weird too, because like the tooth that was just like on top of the log yeah, it was more like placed. Placed, yeah. yeah. So, like, when we do have remains, they're, like, scattered and Staged. placed, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, that doesn't make sense either. No. And I agree with that. Yeah. And that's where, that's, for those cases, I do think are more abduction, because I don't think Bigfoot's going to come back and put, like, a skull on top of a log. No, like, I don't no. think that he would know how to do that. Um, also, I personally think Bigfoot is friendly, I don't think he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just my theory. Um, and I think if he is abducting kids, I think it's more of a, um, like, he just wants friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's lonely. Maybe um, he's maybe, saving a new population for the next apocalypse. <laughs> maybe. He's like, I'm just yeah. putting together the new clan. These are start. some cute kids. These yeah. <laughs> um, because, well, cause, and but at the same time, like, I can see why... Uh, David Pilatus might think he's not friendly because, I mean, what what's in the woods to eat besides mountain lions and, like, herbal things? Like, well, who if, says he doesn't eat berries or fish? Who yeah. says he's not a herbivore? Yeah. Or a pescatarian? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I also think if he was out there eating kids, there would be, like, or, or hunters. Unless he's, like, a pig There would where be, like, blood. and everything. But even, like, there would still be a blood mark. Pigs don't lick the floor. I don't think Bigfoot licks the floor, right? Like, yeah. There's still I do also something. find it strange that I don't know how many of these link um, to Bigfoot. Maybe David Politis goes into it, but I find it very well timed that whenever these children go missing, there's some sort of rainfall or snowfall that covers the tracks. Mm-hmm. Like that's strange. Aliens. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Aliens. Control oh, the weather. The weather. Yeah. There was one more thing I did want to go over. Um, so David Politis does, um, and he is the writer of Missing 401. He has talked about his investigations and has stated that they all share strange details. Um, and they often leave people shocked and perplexed. Um, but these are the patterns that he has found so far. So most of the missing children were under the age of 10. There were no signs of a struggle. Trained tracking dogs couldn't find or follow the scent of missing children. If the dogs did find a scent, the trail always led up to a mountain. And then stop. Yeah. Or like abruptly or? It, it just says the trail always led up to a mountain. So maybe, maybe it kept going. Maybe they didn't. I feel like they would have followed the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, the trail gets dead. Hmm. Which I can imagine, like, with the rainfall and the snowfall. And, like, Mm -hmm. with all the other animals and people out there Mm -hmm. and all these searchers. And I know the dogs are trained and they, you know, are trained for those kinds of scenarios. But Mm -hmm. I can imagine it can be difficult to, like, keep a trail or keep a scent with all of those changes environmentally. Right. But, yeah, I did find it interesting that he did find some patterns. Um, So I would say the patterns of the older adults are more just 
I think outside of the supernatural theories, so more of a like an abduction type thing. Because um, they're for Politis's stuff, um, it does seem to be younger children, mm-hmm. boys, girls under ten. Yeah, it's mostly boys. Mostly boys. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. So that is all the information that I have for today's episode. Um, we will be going into more of the supernatural theories. We are going to go into weeks. the series, yeah, yeah, a lot more. Um, hope, hopefully, we can find things on these theories. Yeah, I'm looking for this because I, I know we have that video, but I want to find the link oh. between there's, and I'm going to follow up on it. But there is essentially Dennis has a brother, Douglas, I believe was his name. Douglas Martin and they were like on a search and Douglas also went missing but he did come back and mm-hmm. he said and he came back unscathed like mm-hmm. he was in a good like good shape and I think it was at least 24 hours like it was a long enough time that like he should have been disheveled mm-hmm. and they were like oh my gosh are you okay like what happened and he was like I'm fine like the fuzzy man took care of me and we're gonna dive more into that so I will find that his gave me story goosebumps. first yeah so let's just end it. <laughs> like, okay. So, so a little sneak end, peek. <laughs> yeah, that's the sneak peek. Yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, I can't do that today. Um, so the good news uh, that we're going to end with today is Iceland is looking to ban whaling. That is so exciting. Isn't it that's exciting? Good news. Iceland is like on top of it. Yes. That's so great. I agree. I really want to go there. Me too. Let's just move there. Let's go. Let's go. Up it's leave. time to go. <laughs> All right, and with that, that is the end of our episode for today. Remember, we are on Spotify, so you can go back and listen to it there. And we do have social media at Conspiracy Corner VC. <laughs> I always say it wrong, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we will see you next week. Bye.